so yeah, well, it's good I, to it's good to see you. I, it's great to see you too. I am Jay, and with me, of course, oh, is my co-host John. I don't have a funny nickname for you this time. I'm sorry. I'll take and it. And this is the second episode of season three of They Didn't Ask Us. No, no, it's, not it's second like, episode. Third episode. I was about to say there's three, but the first one is kind of like a like a prequel. Yeah. In the sense of like it might not be canon, but it's probably canon. is the second one with john yes that's what that yes okay Whew, i'm glad we got that cleared up yeah that's well i'm glad Clear's we got mud. something cleared up because we're talking about dune today and talk about not clearing things up Ooh. yeah for real yeah so um we are let's see news um let's start with first we are talking about dune and dune part two has officially been greenlit yes by warner brothers so I have a quick question. When did you see Dune? Uh, I saw it. I started it. Yeah. I started it. What's today? Wednesday? Mm-hmm. I started it on Monday. Okay. And finished it yesterday. Okay. So we went and saw it. It was our Tuesday night movie yesterday. And I don't know if it had been upgraded or if it had always said this. But the title scene said Dune Part 1. Yeah, it said that in mine as well. Okay. So if they hadn't green, like if Part 2 didn't happen and this movie had bombed, would it just always say Dune Part 1 and there would just never be a Part 2? That's that's what I took away from it. And, and how awkward would that be? Oh my gosh, it would drive all of my high school English teachers bananas. <laughs> it's like you don't call something a Part 1 unless you already either have part two done or you're you've already started on it yeah so i I mean so as soon as i saw that my first initial thought was oh great we're not gonna get any kind of conclusion in this movie are we oh yeah but more more about dune later so we're talking about about... dune part two has been officially greenlit it Um, has jay and i had a mild disagreement on twitter about the casting of Hayden Christensen in Ahsoka <laughs> and Star Wars Obi-Wan. Uh, yes. <laughs> he's been confirmed to be Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader in both of those. Uh, that's somewhat recent news. Um, I'm I'm excited for it just because he was already confirmed to be in one, so it only makes sense he's in the other one. And honestly, yeah. it's not like he can be any worse than he was in the prequels. No, no, I agree. I, I agree with you there. I mean, you know... Uh, I don't. We don't know exactly what role he's playing. We we really have no idea. Is he going to be Anakin? Is he just going to be Darth Vader? We don't know. Uh, if he's in the suit, I mean, there's only one kind of acting you can do if you're in the Darth Vader suit, and that's Darth Vader. So I was gonna say charades, but <laughs> yeah, you can only play darth vader if you're in the darth vader suit so i i don't i'm not 
at all concerned about that. I guess the the thing that I'm tired of, I think would just be the best way to explain it, is I'm just ready for them to move past all the rebel stuff. Like, let's do something different for a change. Oh, they're they're trying to, right? With the High Republic, um, all the High Republic stuff that they're pushing out, the books, comic books. Um, they're trying to... to go into this new era that i feel like had been previously undefined and i'll be honest with you until there's a character that i get attached to i won't care no yeah i i completely agree and you brought up the high republic but the high republic from what i can tell is just a dumpster fire because it's what it's fall what what it has become victim of is writers writing what they think the people want and not what the people actually want. Yeah. And so as far as the fans go, they are very unhappy with it. I believe that. I feel like any time, I don't know about necessarily world building or or era building in that sense, but from a comic perspective, anytime there's a universe reset, it initially always comes across as a cash grab. Yeah. When it's like, oh, we're going to reset this. These characters are all somewhat different now. You have to read to find out. And it's like, no, I'll just read what I already have. So I hope that High Republic can get turned around. Um, I hope it becomes a successful, iconic era like Clone Wars, uh, the original trilogy. Even the sequel trilogy that I notably don't like. Um, And even things like the Old Republic, right? The Old Republic has a cult following. Oh, yeah, for sure. To the extent that they recently announced their finally finally remastering knights of the old republic yeah that's gonna be pretty awesome so excited and from what i read it's not just a remastering right like it's like a full-on like they're redoing the whole game like it's not just gonna be upgraded graphics it's gonna be like completely like rebuilding yeah that would same be cool, story. Actually. Same story. It's just like Done completely in... rebuilding yeah. the way the game looks and plays and that kind of thing. Well, I mean, based on BioWare's recent track track record, I don't know that I'd rebuild how it plays, but how it looks and definitely not just a just a gloss over. Like, don't put a fresh coat of paint on wallpaper, but yeah, yeah it's a home improvement. Actual tip for you, by the way. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Oh, oh, oh. Um... Now, DC Fandom took place mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. We did not cover it in detail. We will not cover it in detail. However, I do know that there are probably some things that stood out to you, John, and I. there were definitely some things that stood out for me. So I would love for us to maybe discuss what what is it you loved? What is it that you didn't love? Okay. Um, so I remember I said going in, the the two things I wanted, I wanted... Um, Gotham Knights added content, some type of maybe a trailer, maybe gameplay, whatever. Um, I was a little disappointed on the Gotham Knights front just because I feel like it still comes across as very unfinished. Yeah. Um, but it's also not coming out for probably like eight to 10 months. So it is very unfinished. It Mm -hmm. is what it is. Um, the other thing that I said that I wanted, I wanted the Batman second trailer. And oh my goodness. (laughs) Holy cow. You got it. Yes. The And it was glorious. Yes. What was what single aspect of the Batman trailer stood out most to you, Jay? The spotlight scene where he says the spotlight the uh bat signal is 
up in the sky, and he says, it's not just a signal, it's a warning, and I really liked that. Yeah. Because it is. It's a warning for all the criminals, which... You see that at the very end of Batman Begins, they shine the bat signal up and there was a guy that was like, or no, was it the end of it or was it the beginning of Dark Knight? I feel like it was the beginning of Dark Knight because that was the, wasn't that the, I'm not wearing hockey pads. Wasn't it that scene? Yeah, yeah, well, he, he, um, the signal goes up and then the guy like is about to make like a drug deal or something. And he goes, no, 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 not tonight. And he walks away and the guy's like, you have a better chance of winning the lottery than running into him. But it was just that that was a warning to the mm-hmm. criminals. Hey, the bat is out right now. So you better make sure you're on your best behavior. <laughs> yeah. I would say for me, the thing that jumped out the most was the, the fight scene where he's just tanking those bullets. Yeah. Because I tell you what it reminded me of, and it's not a, it's not a one-to-one comparison, obviously, but the, uh, the one shot hallway fight scene from, I think it was daredevil season two, episode one. Yep. Where it's just that long continuous take of the fight down the hallway, it kind of had that same feel. And that yeah. scene is incredible. So Yeah, I can agree with you there. Yeah, that that's um man, that's some of the greatest filming I think I've ever seen as far as like a fight goes, because it was just that one continuous hallway scene where it I mean, it probably wasn't done in one take, but it looks like it is. And uh, it just kind of shows you like the true nature of daredevil and how he really is like just a man because by the end of it like even he's getting tired yeah. and worn down but he's still pushing himself forward yeah hey i i have really high hopes for this movie i i'm getting concerned because i do too <laughs> and kind of like we talked about when we when we danced around talking about dune at the end of last episode when things look like they're going to be too good for an extended period of time, I get worried because I, yeah. I, I'm the type of person where it's like, but what if it's bad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Hey, you get those high expectations and then, you know, and then anything less than that, you're upset. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is uh, it is something to be nervous about, I guess. But that's, I guess, what we do as fans. We build it up so we and get... then we either not, not worship it because that's not inherently true, but we like... <sighs> I don't know. We either tear it down or build it up once it's on the pedestal. Yep. That's that's the nature of fans, whether it's sports or media or or anything. You you build it up or tear it down. Yeah. And that's it's true. Boy, is it getting built up right now. Yes, it is. Well, it's been a long time coming because originally wasn't it supposed to come out like now? Oh, probably. And now you know, obviously because of everything, it's been pushed yeah. back to next year. <laughs> the past 18 months, six years, uh, 18 months. Gosh. Time. Give or take yeah. a few years. Yeah. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely how it feels. Um, what were, did you have any like true disappointments? Cause I don't know that I did as much as there were other things. I was just like, eh. I did have one true. I had two true disappointments and they are both Superman related. Okay. The first thing that I, had that was a disappointment was there was an interview with Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum who play Clark Kent and Lex Luthor in Smallville. And there had been rumors that Tom Welling was getting the cast together again because he wanted to do an animated series that was a continuation of Smallville. 
which I thought would be incredible. And I got really excited about it. And so they had an interview during Fandom, and I thought for sure that was going to be their time that they were going to announce it, and they didn't. Yeah. And they ju- it was just an interview with the two of them celebrating like 20 years, I uh-huh. think, since the release of... And I was so upset. I was like, no, I really wanted this animated series. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It could still happen, I guess. It could. And I don't know what Tom Welling's been up to, but I mean, we know Michael Rosenbaum has voice acting chops for DC. Right. Because in the Justice League animated show, he was the voice of The Flash. He was. Which is a weird dichotomy of roles to have. Yeah. Like live action Lex Luthor and voice actor for The Flash. The polar opposite. That's a cool resume. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it could still possibly happen. I know they continued it in like a comic book form. Um, I didn't hear bad things about the comic book, but I'd never heard any good things about it either. So, uh, probably amongst fans, it was popular, I would think. Yeah. I'll jump off there. Speaking of, um, media that was continued into a comic book, it's so lame that they made an Injustice animated movie. Yeah, right? Play the game. Play the game. Play the game. Read the comics. Or something else that would make more sense too is, uh, make a series, not just a movie. Because there's so much detail in it, right? There's a lot of lore inside of Injustice, yeah. Because yeah. what happens is there's what happens to break Superman, and then I think there's a five-year gap between like the rest of the plot of the game and then into the sequel, I think. Um, so, there, I mean, there's so much you can do because they had like a number of years of comic books to flesh out those five years. And I don't think you, I don't think you could do a true animated series based off of that, just because it would just be an adaptation straight up page to screen. Sure. But it's already been done recently. It's Uh not like when they made the animated of the long Halloween or dark Knight uh, returns, like where they had been out for 10, 20 years. That game has been out like five years, less than 10 confidently. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, which I think it's out now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's out already. Movie. So, um, I probably won't watch it I'm not. just because I've played the game. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not planning to, there's not really any point, but, uh, yeah. The only other thing that they released that, that was Superman related that I didn't, I mean, I didn't really have any hate hatred or anything towards it. I was just kind of annoyed. They changed Superman's motto, which has always been truth, justice in the American way. And they changed it to truth, justice and a better tomorrow. And they did it so that it would be more inclusive. Cause he's not just, just like solely an American hero. He, saves the whole world so that's why they changed it so which made sense but at the same time i was like but he's american so it kind of makes sense that he would say something like that but who am i to yeah he's not even on earth anymore anyway because he's he went off to kal-el went off to space and left his son here to be the new superman Mm -hmm. so whatever yeah it it raised eyebrows for sure but that's kind of that was my takeaway as well it's just like Eh, okay, eh. okay. Like it upset me, but at the same time, I was like, "Whatever." Yeah, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. They didn't ask me. <laughs> it's true. They didn't <laughs> ask us. They didn't. <laughs> um, I will. I will go ahead and say there were two things that I was not anticipating uh, that jumped out at me. Mainly because I, looking back, there was always going to be something addressing them. I just wasn't looking forward to it. 
so much. Um, and those were the Black Adam teaser, I guess, because it's not a traditional trailer, but it is it is yeah. the Black Adam reveal. Yes. And the Flash teaser. Oh, yeah. Because, and the things about it were, it, it shows Black Adam to be the true power that he is, right? He's a transcendent villain uh-huh. who, because he's magic-based, can go toe-to-toe with Superman very easily, I would think. He can. Yes. Magic is one of his weaknesses. And then with the Flash teaser, it it had the Michael Keaton Batman. It did. And it makes me wonder, is the Michael Keaton Batman going to be alternate universe Bruce Wayne? Or is it going to be Flashpoint Thomas Wayne? Hmm. Or is Michael Keaton Batman from an alternate universe going to fill the role of Flashpoint Thomas Wayne? You know who doesn't understand any of it? Michael Keaton. Probably true. It, it is. He actually, he said that in an interview. He said, somebody asked him, so this Flash movie that you're doing, like, what's with the, like, what's going on with the multiverse and all that other stuff? And he literally looked at the guy and was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I honestly don't understand it at all. Do you think that's one of those things? He's like, like he sees Tom, like he he had done pressers with Tom Holland before for homecoming. Right. So do you think it's one of those things where he was like, I know Tom gets in a lot of trouble for this and I'm not going to do that. Or he genuinely like that's he, that's him playing it off. I think he's, I almost imagine him as like Harrison Ford where he really doesn't give a crap at all. And he's just like, Hey, they paid me good money. And so I showed up. Are you are you referencing that clip of Harrison Ford on Conan? Yes. I love that clip so much. It's it's one of my favorite works of a talk show. For context, yeah. for those of you who haven't seen it, we could probably link it, um, or yeah. I can explain it. Jay, which would you prefer? Uh, why don't we link it? Okay. That way they can watch it for themselves, because it is it's worth so a watch. Good. It's hilarious, and it's one of the reasons why... I love Harrison Ford as not just an actor, but as a person. Yeah, that's it's gold. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> well, uh, so, John, what have you been up to recently? Um, Recently, recently, I played a game called Phasmophobia for the first time. Phasmophobia. It is a... Is that where you play as Finn and you're constantly scared that Captain Phasma oh, is going to show up? If only, because that might give credit to Captain Phasma, and she'd get more screen time like she deserves. <laughs> um, no, it is a it is a ghost hunting game. It's okay. very immersive. It's very dark. You have to do research and find out what type of uh, ghost is in your area. Uh, and it's very jump scary. It's very suspenseful. Um, huh. I was playing it with some friends of mine, and we all were terrified and had a blast one of those that's awesome like when a group of people goes to a really scary haunted house together is like i hated it but it was so much fun yeah it was it was was an experience like that yeah those are good experiences huh well that's pretty cool so i guess that's in celebration of halloween coming up this weekend it is indeed spooky season yes huh yeah that's pretty cool yeah i have a i have a somewhat boring life in the sense that that's most of what i've been doing Hey, you, you, that's, that's exciting. I'm glad you got to be a part of that. I guess that's like a computer game. Mm-hmm. I am out of touch with things, so. It's, it's okay. I'm more in touch than I should be, and I'm less out of, I'm less in touch <laughs> other places. It ebbs and flows. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm sure there's, like, I, I always had a scoutmaster uh, growing up who said, never assume that you're the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he always said, there, there were, People that you meet, even though they may not have the degree or they may not have, you know, hardly any education, 
But he was like, there's always going to be something that they know more of than you do. Absolutely. And so that makes them smarter than you, at least in that area. I was like, that's really good advice. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. Well, I have been up to, I started playing Red Dead Redemption again. Nice. And um, I, I hadn't touched it in a long time and thought, you know, that would be fun to dive back into that again. And it is. It is such a great game. I love it so much. And this is two or the first one? Two. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I've also started Christmas shopping already. And you. I'm almost done. Look at you. Yeah. we. Uh, I started paying attention to going to Walmart. I know this is so random how I connected the dots here, but I went to Walmart and there were no chips. And I was like, this is weird. Why are there no chips in the aisle? It's not a holiday. Like, what's going on? And then I started thinking, you know what? I bet they're short because of all the barges stuck in the ocean. And then I thought, you know what? We're going to start running out of toys here soon. And I've got two boys to buy toys for. So immediately, three days later, we went Christmas shopping. Yep. So we were, um, and in fact, right now I've got toys surrounding me as i'm talking are we talking like andy toys or like sid toys they're not killers if that's what you mean i mean sid's toys weren't killers they were misunderstood oh they were missing well these these are there's a toy lawnmower nice train them early yep when they get older they get the real thing oh let's see if i can find it hold on there's a yeah where'd it go oh it's right here beside me now, everybody that, that's not watching the video is going to be like, what in the world? It is a... So, uh, I play video games. Antonio, my oldest, plays video games too. Charlie, who is only 15 months, he cannot play video games, but he wants to very badly. So, we got him a controller. Oh, word. And... It actually, hold on, let's see if I can capture this on it, the... It actually connects to the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> let's see, what's the classic cheat code? Uh, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start is the Contra code. So you can put in cheat codes and it nice. makes different noises. Anyway, it's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, so now he can like act like he's playing and and then also like while we're playing. That's so But then fun. at the same time it's got like numbers and letters and it, you know, it's educational. Yeah. Yeah, so, see it's pretty cool. See, video games can be, I will give the caveat of can be educational. They can be. Dad, yes, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and eventually I'm sure he will definitely be into it and he's going to love it. But for now, this is a good alternative. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, that's that's what I've been doing and then working, you know, because I'm an adult. Yay. Don't remind me. <laughs> Bills and right. stuff. Well, hey, listener, maybe you have some stuff that you would like for us to cover. Maybe there's some stuff that we've already talked about that you don't agree with and you'd like to have your voice heard. Well, believe it or not, we would actually like to hear that from you. So you can reach us several different ways. The first way, and probably the best way, is to go to our website. We have our very own website. They didn't ask us pod.com. While you're there, you can listen to our show. You can look at our bios to see what John and I are about. Trying to point. And then there's also. What'd you say? I'm trying to point to where I have it on the screen in the video, and it's very... Oh, okay, it's, perfect. It's disorienting, because I'm like... <laughs> where did I put it? It's vaguely ah. this way, right? It's like right up here. 
Uh, and um, there's also a little comment card down at the bottom that you can put your stuff and then it can be emailed to us and we'll get it. And you can possibly be featured on the episode where we might mention you by name. Uh, You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash they didn't ask us. That's usually where we post a lot of our videos and various other forms of media. You can follow us on Instagram, which I don't think either of us are doing the Instagram right now. So I don't. It's the one. Don't I don't hold even your have breath a, there. I don't even have a personal one because my life is boring that I don't document it in pictures. Yeah, I kind of stopped using it recently, so I just I haven't yeah. been on there. Uh, but you can follow us on there if you want to uh, at They Didn't Ask Us. And then, of course, you can email us, They Didn't Ask Us at gmail.com. And then John recently set up a Twitter account for us. We, we also have a Twitter. It is at TDAU underscore pod and i'm i'm doing my best um but i also don't want it to just be like a this is john's podcast account because it's not it is it is jay and john's podcast account so i'm i'm trying to get it to be more of a voice of both of us type of thing and i think with time it's gonna take off it's just gotta do it it will i think we'll be shocked at how many people will start following us and yes around the around the grocery store in our in our towns so many You'll people. see our ugly mugs up on the billboards and stuff like that. Yeah. One day. We can dream. One day. Uh, so, the review for today. Dune 2021. Um, and I have to specify that because there is a Dune that came out in the 80s? I want to say it was 86, but I don't have a, a good reason to think that. I haven't seen nope. it. I would say so, I've actively avoided it. I don't plan on seeing yeah, it. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, so maybe you're a fan of the old one, maybe. And that's great. Good for you. Um, I've never seen it. I don't plan on it. An incredible, I have heard that there are, well, I'm sure it's one of those movies that's probably got like a cult following. Like they just absolutely, I feel like there are, there are going to end up being three sets of Dune fans. There's going to be book, there's going to be eighties and there's going to be 2020 movie fans. Yep. Because I feel like there's not, can, like, the Venn diagram of those three sets of fans there's not will a lot have of minimal overlap. <laughs> yeah. I like the sand. Okay, there you go. Big big fans <laughs> of the prequel trilogy, those people. <laughs> Guys, Tatooine is the best planet in Star Wars. It's all sand. <laughs> I don't know. It gets everywhere and just, ugh. Um, so, this movie, wow, did it have a cast. Um, do you have... You don't happen to have a list of everybody who was in it, do you? I don't. I can. Because, good gracious, there were so many people. Um, Jason... Uh, Jason Momoa is in it as Duncan Idaho, which is such a abysmally stupid name. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Jason Momoa, Oscar Isaac, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, and David... Dost Malkian are the people I had heard of. And See, then on I didn't top know of that, that, there are so many more people. I didn't know that Josh Brolin was in it until his character just popped up. And I was like, oh, hey, yeah. Thanos is in this movie. Yeah. The one, so. the one that got us, it took us, it took uh, the the Tuesday night crew, so to speak, uh, a minute to, to realize was uh, Javier Bardem. 
because Meg and I were both like, that's not Jeffrey Dean Morgan. It's the other guy who looks like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and we forgot his name. And, oh, and right. it's Javier Bardem. Yes. Yeah. So, um, lots of stars in this movie, and they were, I feel like they weren't overselling it. Um, I heard somebody say that they were, the, you know. The only person whose presence is oversold is Zendaya. Yeah. Um, I can agree with that. I'm also going to say, I think we should just get right into talking about the movie. No summary or anything, because this movie is so complicated because it's a book. And this is the first book in a series. There's so much world building and there's so much world building you can do in a book that you can't necessarily streamline in a movie. And this this isn't even the first book. This is like the first half of the first book. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we still got another half of a book to read. Yeah or watch like one of the one of us got up to go to the bathroom last night and he came back and he was like what did i miss and i was like honestly i don't know how to explain it to you (laughs) like you have you have to either watch this movie in a sense where you can pause it to be to try to comprehend what's going on or sit like watch it in one sitting because if you get up you will miss something i can summarize it I think. Good luck. Pretty easily. So this is a world. No, this is a um, galactic empire that exists in this universe, but it's in the future in the year 10,000 something. Uh, And so Earth is no longer a thing. Uh, The only thing that seems to have survived Earth is bagpipes and American Sign Language. And that's about it. Um, And Mandarin. Meg said. In Mandarin. Appar- okay, I didn't even catch that yeah. one. I didn't, I didn't even catch that. So we, so Earth is no more, and we have these various planets scattered throughout the, the galaxy, and these planets, there's basically these houses, like from Game of Thrones, except Game of Galaxy, and they are kind of not fighting amongst each other. I mean, they are, but not like... From what we can tell, not openly, they're trying to live in peace as much as possible. But there's just one thing that kind of rules the whole galaxy, and that's this chemical called spice. And spice can be used as a, a drug, get you high, or it can be used to make like medicines and technology and stuff like that. But the other thing that it does is when it is used as a drug, if the user has already has special abilities within them it heightens those abilities and so one of the things that the empire uses spice for is to maneuver around the galaxy because they give it to these um people that are their futuristic series and they can breathe in the spice and they're able to maneuver and find the quickest routes across the galaxy And uh, this family inherits this planet to start mining the spice for the Empire. Well, the family, the the house that gets it, they are actually really good people. And they're trying to be as peaceful about this transition as possible. To the point that they're like really wanting to help the natives of this planet. And the natives of this planet, they've lived around the spice for so long that they've got bright blue eyes. And tan skin, and so the bright blue eyes contrast against the tan skin is very beautiful. And Paul, who's like the Luke Skywalker of the 
movie is uh, very attracted to one that he keeps dreaming about and eventually bumps into her at the end um but then we find out that the empire is really had no intention of trying to be peaceful and they end up attacking the planet which is called araxis Arrakis. is that right Arrakis. and um they end up attacking anyway and end up killing Paul's dad. Who So Paul is now the king? Duke. Duke. The Duke of Atreides. Ah. the uh, So he is now in charge, but of not very much because everybody's dead. Except for his mom, who's pregnant. And he has this ability to see things before they happen. And then he can also use something called the voice... Which is basically a Jedi mind trick. See, and, but when he um, uses the voice, is he Blake Shelton or is he John Legend? <laughs> the people need to know. He's actually Christina Aguilera. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Uh, and it ends with um, he and his mom in their uh, suits that can convert their sweat into drinking water. Yum. And, uh <laughs> And they uh, they stumble into the natives of the planet, and they're like, hey, you know what? We're going to be friends. Come with us. And that's it. That's all we got. Yeah, I think. You think... I think that was pretty yeah, good. I think that's fair. Um, I will say the, the Game of Thrones comparison is very apt. Um, and again, we, we mention it every time we do a review like this, but we are a, a fairly spoiler-heavy uh, podcast in our reviews. Yes. So please, if you... I mean, he just gave a synopsis, so if you haven't seen it, like, well, you made it this far. Um, but if you haven't seen it and you want to, please pause us right now, come back to us when you see the movie. Um, the Game of Thrones comparison is very apt because every character you get attached to dies. Yeah, pretty much. It's so frustrating. Like, apparently Jason Momoa only has plot armor when he's literally the main character. <laughs> Everything else, he's just like, oh yeah, he's going to be really awesome until he dies. Yeah. It's... Uh... I was very upset because one of the things about Paul's visions is sometimes he uses that knowledge of what he saw to change it because he had a vision of a duel that he was in at the end and in his vision he loses and he's killed. But obviously there's a part two, right? They can't kill everybody. So he uses that knowledge and he wins. So it's like, oh, okay, well maybe, maybe he won't die. Yeah, he, Jason Momoa died. <sighs> I was so sad. He went out. He had a great fight scene, though. It was really cool. It was that. It was a hallway scene. Yeah, it was. It just. It wasn't a one-shot hallway scene, but it was a hallway scene. Yeah, with their little, uh, little, uh, little shields, pocket, pocket shields, <laughs> pocket sand. <laughs> <laughs> wow, little, little King of the Hill reference for you there. <laughs> pocket shield. Or uh, I. I also thought of uh, Gus and Psych when he has the tap dancing hero. Always, yes. <laughs> and he's got the bag of sand. <laughs> um, so things you liked, things you didn't like. Things uh, I'm gonna jump straight to things I didn't like because okay. it, well, it's a very precise criticism that oh, okay. the three of us we were we were three fourths of our normal Tuesday crew yesterday, but all three of us immediately like the credits started rolling. And we were like, the sound mixing of this movie is very odd. Yeah, okay. Because parts of the soundtrack are very loud, parts of the soundtrack are somewhat quiet, and the dialogue, yep. a lot of times, gets lost. Mm. So it's very interesting to me that our immediate criticism was, this movie could have been mixed better. <laughs> That's a weird... 
that's a weird critique. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it goes to show that, you know, it's a it's a very ambitious movie in terms of casting, in terms of scope, scale, and for the most part, other than the sound being wonky, I feel like it pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's funny. You know, the only movie I've watched where I criticized not the sound of it, but the music, the score, was Brother Bear. Disney's Brother Bear. Okay. Have you ever seen nope. it? Okay. Animated movie. It came out around the same time as like Tarzan. Yeah, it was early 2000s era. And um, which Tarzan is a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that makes it such a good movie is Phil Collins. I would agree with that. And Brother Bear, the movie, like the 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 idea of the movie behind the movie and and the story, like it was all really good, but it falls flat because the soundtrack that went with it was awful. And it just kind of goes to show that like your sound really does change the movie. I remember uh, watching an interview with. Um, uh, well, now I'm drawing a blank on his name. Is that a composer? Well, that, or... that, that was a bad way to start. um george lucas there it is george lucas when he first had the test screening for star wars people laughed in the movie because they didn't know what they were supposed to think about it they're like is this a comedy is this a drama is this a horror movie like i we don't know what's going on and it wasn't until he brought in that famous score yeah and, and that beautiful uh, London Symphony Orchestra. And when that was brought in, that's when everybody, same movie, but with a soundtrack that was excellent, and it brought everybody to their feet. I believe that. So, you know, I, I it just kind of goes to show that music really does play a huge part into your movie. Yeah. Well, and and don't, don't get it twisted, y'all. Like, I'm not saying the soundtrack is bad. Yeah. Hans Zimmer is incredible. He is. His, the, the score of this is really cool. There's a He likes his guitar. It's a guitar and there's a vo- a little bit of a vocal thing, kind of like a like a yodel but not. Yeah. And the thing it reminds me of more than anything else is the the hit in Batman versus Superman whenever Wonder Woman's on the screen. You know what I'm talking about? How she had that little yes. like, guitar piece. She was like, I'm Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. That's what it reminded me of. Because it's like, oh, this sound takes me to this place. Mm-hmm. And it's very direct in that sense. So I think the soundtrack of the movie is wonderful. It's just oddly balanced. Hmm. Like Thanos, Thanos would not like it, which is ironic because Josh Brolin is in this movie. <laughs> and we've come full circle. Yes. It's my favorite Um, type of circle, actually. Okay, so that was your criticism. Was that your only criticism? Honestly, kind of. Okay. Like, visually, it's incredible. The actors are really good. And the the writing, I don't love a lot of the writing, but it feels like it's one of those, like, it's clunky because that's from the book. Uh Uh-huh. Like, the last time I had a super, super specific criticism of of screenwriting was in uh, Batman Under the Red Hood. There was one line at the end of it, because I watched it before I read it somehow, and there's one line at the end that I'm like, oh, that line's terrible. And then I read it, and I was like, ah, there it is. That's why that line is in there, is because that's probably one of the iconic lines of the book. So I feel like anything in Dune that comes across as like, this is clunky or the phrasing's weird. Like I'll give it more leeway because maybe it's one of those, like this is a throwback for the book fans. Maybe they won't hate us as much. Cause you know, you can never please book fans with adaptations. No, never. Who reads now anyway? Bookworms. Speaking of worms, 
How about that sandworm? Sandworms, man, those are scary. Yeah, that I, thing was intense. I don't like them. See all those teeth? Yeah, and they made knives out of the teeth. The Fremen made knives out of the teeth. I don't like anything about my, that. My, my, mama says that sandworms are so ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. And no toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want that to be an SNL sketch so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like they're in there with their the the suits. And the like, the head coverings, and then there's just <laughs> Adam Sandler. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, there are so many times you could probably quote Waterboy in this movie, just because they were. I mean, I mean they're, on a de- water. they're on a desert planet, so water <laughs> is like the motivator, the most valuable resource. Like at the end of at the end of this movie, when Paul wins the fight. They put the dude he kills in a rubber bag so they could keep yeah. his water for later. How messed up is that? That's pretty messed yeah. up. Yeah. But yeah, water. Water boy. Uh, it's not water world, uh, so no Kevin Costner on that end. But that's No, this is like complete opposite from sand, water sand world. world. <laughs> Uh-oh. I chafed just hearing that sand world. <laughs> yeah, you want to take off your shoes <laughs> And dump them out. Yes, ex- yeah. But you just you dump them out, and there's just more sand. Like yeah. it, it genuinely never ends. It's just always like, okay, come on, Why come is on. This still coming out. Yeah. It's Dune. <laughs> That'll be twelve dollars, please. Uh, I um yeah. As far as criticisms go, I really don't have any. Um, it it was there were some parts that I felt like were a, a little too slow. Um, but it was, it was because there was character building. They were wanting to give you background, you know, why everybody was doing what they were doing. Um, I didn't really like how there wasn't a lot of explanation for things. Uh, you know, there were a lot of things that happened that even while I was watching it, I thought, why is this, why is this happening? And so I actually had to look it up later. Yeah to find out like the effects of spice and um that kind of thing yeah you know because I, I just i really didn't know and uh but i thought for a first movie in what could potentially be a rather long series i really enjoyed it yeah i i agree. I, I agree with you definitely visually it was beautiful. The acting was fantastic. The story is very captivating because it it does it keeps you wanting to know more. Like, why is this happening? What is going on? Like, you, you it really piques your interest. Um, I guess the only other criticism I had was I, I recognized it was Hans Zimmer very quickly just because of the electric guitar. And um, I think that was really the only criticism I had. I mean, I like him for stuff, but I didn't really, I didn't feel like it really fit with the movie. Yeah. What he chose. I think that's fair. Um, That's what it was. I had been thinking for, at this point, the better part of, actually probably about 24 hours specifically, um, the last time that I walked away from a movie and I was like, visually, this movie is incredible. And Dune is the first movie I have done that with since Life of Pi. Life of Pi, okay. Life of Pi is actually yeah. the first Blu-ray I ever bought because okay. visually, I don't know if if you've seen it or if you remember it, um, visually that movie is incredible because mm. it's essentially 100% CGI. Mm. 
and Dune is, I imagine they did some practical effects, but there's only so many practical effects you can do in a movie like this. And it pulled it off, man. Like, yeah. They did really well, I thought. It did. And, and there's just, there's so much they're going to be able to build on from here. And uh, I think this might be one of the first, uh, one of the first times where the movie might be better than the book. Having I haven't read I all the books, say, having, so I can't say for sure, yeah. but I did get a good four or five chapters into it, and I could not finish it. Yeah. Having not read the book, um, I'm not going to wade into that discussion, but I have what I've heard from people who have either read the books or encountered people who have read the books is that the first book is wonderful. It is like a pinnacle of science fiction novels, but subsequent books kind of tail off from that because, I mean, it's kind of the thing... George R.R. R. Martin is running into is when you have this fleshed out world, how can you keep up? Like you either have that high of a standard or you write yourself into plot holes. Yeah. And I mean, I hate to say it, but no story is going to be consistently excellent over an extended period of time. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this movie can be the jump start of a new science fiction cinema series. Me too. But I'm also hoping that um, kind of like the, the Jason Bourne movies, Right? There are also books, but they're different enough that they can both be enjoyed separately. Yes. And if Dune is going to get to that point, I feel like that's almost what they have to do. Like, yes, we exist in this world. Yes, we are using most of this plot, but we're going to jump away enough that we're our own thing. I think that's fair. So, let's give it a rating. Scale of... One to two sandworms. No, one to ten sandworms. <laughs> one to ten. How many sandworms mm. do you give? Because I give it one, but one really, really, really long sandworm. Okay. And they they can be up to 400 meters long. Yes. Which is terrifying. Think about how long an American football field is, and then add 100 yards, and then add probably, what would that be? Because 11 meters is... No, 11 yards is 10 meters, approximately. No, it's 11 and 12, I think. I don't know. But um, like, then convert that into... That's terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying. I'm going to I'm gonna give it two, um, 10 sandworms. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think it deserves a 10, for sure. This is, this is the first movie that I've seen in a long time where, because we see things on Tuesday night, right? We get the, the weekend, the opening weekend of reactions. So it's hard to go into something completely unbiased because I live on Twitter essentially. And everyone I know who saw this from Friday to Tuesday was saying like, this is the new pinnacle of science fiction. This is a a near perfect movie. It's incredible. Please go see it. And then I saw it and I was like, dead gum if they weren't right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I give it a 10, so we both give it a 10. Yeah, this is a hard so recommend. It's a, it's a 10 out of 10. Gotta go see it. Gotta go check it out. Um, it's something that I feel like is going to be talked about for years to come. And, um, you know, even if the, f- you know, following movies don't, you know, aren't as good, but I still think that it's going to to be... We'll, we'll always have Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. I have I just had a I just had a thought about this movie. We talked about the cast and how it's phenomenal and the acting and how it's incredible. Would you say that Dune benefits from a cast of established actors as opposed to trying to pick not necessarily no name actors but maybe more inexperienced um stars like Star Wars did in in the 70s? Yeah, I definitely could say that 
I feel like they they benefited from that and um i would argue that i wonder if they kind of did it to kind of be like look you don't have to have people that are not well known to make a good movie yeah you can get the actors that are already established to make something really good yeah i hope come award season it doesn't get the the stereotypical blockbuster nominations right like soundtrack sound mixing like I don't know which actor I would say could be nominated for an acting one, but I mean, I want to see it in discussion, right? Or or maybe for best director, but I also don't see a lot of like artsy movies anymore. So I'm not the, the most objective judge of that. Yeah. I don't know. Ugh, we'll have to see. Well, they, probably, they probably won't ask us. I think that's fair. They won't. Yeah. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what, uh, John, what are you looking forward to in the weeks to come? Uh, weeks to come. Um, the Halo Infinite campaign reveal was today, and I didn't watch it yet, and I should have, and I just remembered it. Uh, so that. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy game came out today, maybe? Sometime this week? And it seems like it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, but largely, it's it's still the same thing as last time. Just get me to December. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm hoping to get my hands on a copy of uh, Metroid Dread, oh, and I'm very excited about that. Um, I love the Metroid games. I didn't play the one on GameCube. Prime. That, that was like a first person mm-hmm. type of thing. I didn't play that one, but I've played all the other ones and I love them all. So I would love to um, play this one and I hope it, it meets up because the best one I've ever played was probably Metroid Fusion. Okay. On the uh, Game Boy Color or uh, Game Boy Advance. Man, it's such an underrated and, uh, system. I mean, that game, that game is fantastic. It is really good. So I hope it plays similar to that. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Jay, do you remember like on the Game Boy Color, how you had to have that little light that you would plug into it so you could see because the screen wasn't backlit? Yes. man. Or, Or playing in the car and turning on the light. Oh, yeah. That was like above you. And then your parents would get mad. Because they would claim that they couldn't see out the window, and you're like, whatever. And even now as an adult, I'm like, they were totally lying about that. I mean, I I learned to drive mostly from my dad, I feel like. And my dad's the type of person who, like, when he's turning left, no matter... Unless he's at a light and it's a protected arrow, he's still, to this day, he's like, everybody be quiet, I'm making a left turn. So he can, like, <laughs> look both ways multiple times and focus and everything. And I'm like, that's a... Re- Listen for the train. That's a reflection of me as a, as a person, I feel like. <laughs> so on the one hand, I get it. But on the other hand, like, yeah, just, like, put up a shield or something. I don't know. Let me do my thing. <laughs> Man, that is yes. that is two direct shots at my dad this episode, and I apologize. I love my dad so much. Love you, dad. I mean I it. I mean it. Sorry. The worst part is I know yeah. he's going to listen to this, too, and I'm going to get a text about it. <laughs> Good memories. All right. Well, we will be back uh, in two weeks. Um, so two weeks from the drop of this episode will actually be towards the end of November. November 16th. No, 15th. Because so, Halloween is Sunday. So halfway through November. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty crazy. Holidays are approaching quickly. Which is great but, and uh, terrible. Yeah. But uh, until we see you then, nerd out. All right, so...